1: That one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream.
2: A dream for society and for people's mindsets to push beyond their current internal attitudes and their thought processes, or, or the way they were thinking about people, in society. God and I have a dream for you today to push past your current mental curtains. This is why the curtains are here, to come out from among them, to come out from rooms in your life that on the inside and even on the outside that you're hiding, that you're hiding behind called self-sufficiency, uh, overwhelming odds and underdog menta- mentality, why? So that you will come out from among those curtains and you will be infused with the supernatural power of God's resources. Can somebody say amen? Come on, let's say amen, hallelujah. We just sang that song, he cannot fail. And so, so if, if why would we not want to go to someone who cannot fail? Why would we want to stay in our own self-sufficiency? Why would we want to stay in our thought processes of overwhelming odds? We're just looking at the odds. We're looking at the things that are really real in our life and and saying an underdog mentality. Why would we want to stay there? So God and I, just like Martin Luther King had a dream that was unique than the dream that I'm presenting that God has for you today, but God and I have a dream for you to walk in and to move in. And so let's see how this can happen. Judges chapter seven, verses one through seven. Self-sufficiency, this is the story of Gideon and it's a very unique story because God had a plan and a purpose for Gideon, but Gideon had some of these uh, mental rooms, some of these thought processes that, that tripped him up and kept him behind. Mental curtains hindered him from doing all that God wanted him to do, but he knew a secret. and and he got victory. I want you to find out what these secrets are so that you can come out from among them, so that you can think differently, so that you can walk differently, so that you can talk differently. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah, oh yeah oh yeah you gotta walk different you gotta talk different and uh, you just can't stay the same and that is what the Lord is doing in this service today he is saying you need to change some things in your life you need to change some internal attitudes and thought processes and even those things that are outside your problems and the overwhelming odds that are really real in your life you can look at them different as you see what God is trying to do in and through your life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I love preaching about the victory of God. I love preaching about his resources and and taking a fresh look at what we have available to us when we serve the author and the finisher of our faith. Can you say amen? Oh, amen. Do you know he's the author of your story? Hallelujah. I'm shifting a little bit, but I'm feeling that this is thing. We sing in that song, uh, He Can't Fail. The author of your story wants you not to fail. So when you do fail, when you get into the things we're going to talk about and Gideon got into it, you're going to find ways to push past it. You're going to find ways to be able to tell your story and say, I was behind this curtain of self-sufficiency. I was behind this curtain of over." Overwhelming odds. I was pressed on every side. And yet God, yet God, yet God caused, God caused, God shifted, God changed the circumstance. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, that's our God, that's our God, everybody, those of you online, that's our God, there's nothing that you face, there's nothing that, uh, the way your mind has formed that, that keeps you hindered, the, the, your internal attitudes within your soul, there's nothing that cannot be supernaturally changed and healed and set free when you let the author of your story by. Can somebody say amen? Yeah. He's the author of my story. Yeah. Is he the author of your story? Yeah. Oh, can you say amen? Yeah. Oh, I can say amen. He's the author of my story. Oh, he changed my story. He changed my self sufficiency. He changed the way I look at overwhelming odds. He changed my underdog mentality to something good can happen to me. And something good can happen to you and that's what you're going to follow you're going to be empowered to, to and you're going to be empowered to see how you can be infused with the supernatural power of our living God oh hallelujah judges chapter seven verses one through seven self-sufficiency I'm reading from the NLT version uh, there is you can take notes on the app you can take notes in the bulletin you can you know you can just now, take notes. <laughs> are, you ta- are you taking notes, Pesachal? <laughs> Ask them, hey, did you take notes, Pesachal? Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 7. So Jerubbabel, that is Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of the valley near the hills of Mo- Moreb. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I, let, if, if I let you all fight the Midians, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. A perspective. God was trying to whittle down Gideon's self-sufficiency, whittle down, and a lot of you know the story, but whittle down even the, uh, the, his army. There's a purpose, perspective, maybe in the processing of your life, maybe in the journeys of your life, when things are, are being processed, say, along the lines of what Gideon was going through. Get a fresh perspective. God is trying to do... He's trying to infuse something supernaturally wonderful in my life. He's not trying to take from you. He's trying to get more things to you. Can you say Amen. A switch in the perspective. Our pastor's been preaching uh, for three or four messages about perspective, and I love those messages. And and we talking about wow, there's so much in that word perspective. And then Minister Robert a couple of weeks ago did did a fantastic job in his blue suit on uh, uh, letting go of <laughs> letting go. And I like his blue suit. Those of you who are watching online, go back and look. He looks he looks fine. Doesn't he look fine, Kayla? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, come on, Kayla, somebody say, that's my man, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) I you, when we heard he was wearing a blue suit, you see, right, (laughs) okay, that was a freebie, that wasn't even in my illustration, so, but he did look fine, didn't he, Kayla, (laughs) anyways, anyways, Maybe when you have you sense those processing in your life, things are going that way. Get a different perspective. God's up to something supernaturally wonderful for you. For you. Because he knows that our self-sufficiency, now this is not an excuse for us to not do what we got to do. I've seen people take this principle from the word of God and they use it as an excuse to not work a job, not clean their house, not, you know, just not do anything. They're just waiting on God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he's trying to get us sometimes to the end of our ropes so that we can see that he's at the very end of of the rope with supernatural resources. And so he also is telling the people in these verses, therefore tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So there was a lot of, they, they weren't ready for the task. They weren't ready to be, for God to connect with them and God to uh, uh, fulfill his purposes, fulfill his dream, if you will, in their lives. But there were people amongst them that were willing. They wanted to fulfill the dream that God had in purpose for their life. I'm asking you today God has a dream for each and every one of you. You have dreams, you have desires but there's, you've got to connect with the purposes. You can do like these people. You can run, and, and, and you can hide. But you can submit yourself to the Lord and through his processing and what he's doing, just like Gideon did, and these, these men for the, for the task that was hand, the choice is up to you. He's got a good plan. He's got a dream. And so they left the mountain, and 22,000 of them went home. So a lot of people, they turn away from, from this principle. But I'm submitting to you today that you don't turn away from what God's trying to do in your life. It's way better. And it's way better than any self-sufficiency. You may have to run and fall down and run and fall down and get back up and all of that. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about the author of your story. Latin, the author of your story write your story. Not you not you, writing your story and then trying to get the Lord. This is going different than the other one, but I'm, I'm, that's how it goes. So leaving only 10,000. But then the Lord told Gideon something else. Now thinking about it, this man was riddled with fear. You can read his story. He had to be reassured I don't know how many times in, in the story that you can do it, Gideon. You can do it. You can do it. God was always there to do it. But it came a point in this story that Gideon had to make a choice as he submitted himself to God, committed himself to the ways of God for for that particular time in history. And, And you need to do the same. His reasoning, he must have been thinking while, while the fear was screaming much louder than the voice of God. Have you ever been there? You know the Lord's asking you to do something. And, and your own human self-sufficiency, your fear, your your own thought processes, stuff on the inside, enemies that are in your soul that are coming against it, they keep you behind there. Gideon had made a choice in this, uh, in this passage of Scripture to listen to God, and come out from among those mindsets. He was naturally fearful. That was a weakness in his life. But he made a choice to, to make a change. And I trust that maybe fear isn't your weakness, but there's other things in, in the realm of self-sufficiency. I trust you'll make a determination today. I'm going to cross over, Lord. I'm going to come out from that mental curtain and, and connect with your resources. Oh hallelujah. I want you just I just want to we're going to just bow your heads first for a moment on this one. Yes. Lord, I ask in Jesus name that the people watching online and the people that are in the house will make a determination today to let you process them through self-sufficiency. Yes. Let them see God your purpose in this kind of a process which is very hard but God the, the results and the benefits are, are they're powerful and sometimes I know there's people in here as well the light is going on and they're saying oh that's why that's why I haven't been able to get to the finish line with God that's what's happening and God's eliminate, illuminating that to you so that you know what to do so that you can come out on the other side of the curtain. So thank you, Lord. I pray as we move forward and they hear your word that they will be infused with supernatural victory. Victory will be their song. They may still have these things in their life on the outside and the enemies on the inside, but God, they will be able to continue to they're getting marching orders today. They're getting marching orders, God. Some people, they they weren't sure what the marching orders are and and today this this word is is what they need. It's it's your marching orders for them. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so he kept saying there's too many of them. So he said, take go down to the, the water and divide the men into two groups. So that's what he did. He's still obeying God. He's still not he's still pushing aside some of those enemies of self-sufficiency. He knew what to do. He knew how to lead an army. He, you can, you can read, read up on him, he, but he didn't. He was listening to the Lord, the leading of the Lord, and God was working his purposes, not only in Gideon, but he was working his purposes in that army. And then eventually his purpose of all those enemies that were hindering God's work in that territory, literally land territory at that season of life, um, needed to be t- adjusted as well. That's what God is doing for you when you're experiencing this. So they went down, they, uh, they took a cup of water in their hands and lapped it up with their tongues like dogs. And then the other group put all, of those, all, put all those who kneeled down and drank with their mouths in the stream. So there was those two groups. But only 300 of the men drank from their hands, and the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. So the Lord, there again, he's the author of your story too. The Lord told Gideon with these 300 men, I will rescue you and hear these words and give you victory over the Midianites. Send the others home. Let's give God a great big hand clap. God will give you victory. Amen. Do you hear the words? I will give you. I will send. And, and, and I know that's soaking in your thing. You need to get back to that. It's, there again, it's not an excuse to do what you got to do in life. But we need to get back. We need to be people of I know the Lord Will give me victory. I know the Lord will give my family victory. He was—he had to fight against some enemies in his family. You're going to find out in a couple of verses the Midianites were part of his family. Sunday school, we'd learn that in Sunday school, right, Wavina? <laughs> and um, so we need to get back to that. When you leave here today, whatever you're facing, whatever you're believing God for, I know the Lord will give me victory. He's the same author. It's the same, that was the same author of Gideon's story. Same author of his purposes for that people group at that particular time in history. He's the same author for your story. He's the same author for everything we got going on here in the, in the world, the Lehigh Valley, and even the globe at this particular time in history. Gideon and, and these men uh, and this army, they couldn't take credit. They had to make sure they, the God had to make sure that they once again, Israel once again, Gideon once again realized who they were serving. And I believe that God is asking me to share this message with, with you is so that you will once again, not that you don't know who you're serving, but you will once again understand the power of whose name you're calling upon, and that you don't have to be in your own self. There's a strength beyond yourself that is a resource that, that is being poured out even in this place during the worship time, the altar time, and, uh, and all of that. And so I'm asking you today, I, I and God have a dream and a desire for each and every one of you, and you say, what is it? That you come out from the veil or you come out from behind the mental curtain of I can do everything on my own. On. I can do everything on my own. We need to get a new, uh, 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 a new determination, a new dependence upon the Lord. Self-sufficiency is a handicap. There again, not an excuse not to do what you got to do. It's a handicap. And when it causes us to believe that we can do everything in our lives in our own strength, including serving the Lord, including running a church, including on and on and on it goes, the things that come up in our families, the things that come up in our world, that's the deception of self-sufficiency. That's why God wants to process it out of our lives, so that we can have more of a dependence on him. Isn't that beautiful? Amen so so i was telling you about that dream i have and in, in god and a desire for each of you and i told you what that is we keep, we keep it going go to the picture so i yeah you can't get good help nowadays you know what i mean <laughs> i mean you know come on <laughs> that's right thank you thank you yeah so look i'm trusting in the lord i'm trusting my clicker my clicker role. Tap into God's resources, brother. Just tap. Just tap. <laughs> hey, I have the most wonderful husband in the world. So, just so you know, been married over <laughs> been married over forty years. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, and truly, you're, we're honored to have him as the lead the lead guy here. So, let's give Pastor Cola, yeah, yeah. So, so self-sufficiency. Did I did I dig my way out of that one? Really good. <laughs> I felt like, Tina, I felt like, I felt like I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's where's my blue suit from Robert? <laughs> it took me a while to get these moves, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This is a guy from the Wizard of Oz, those of you who've watched it, those of you who haven't, this guy, he, just like your life and self-sufficiency, he screamed so loud at the people who would come to the altar, and he made them afraid to go down the Yellow Bick Road. He made them afraid to go further in their life. You know, he, he made them think that in themselves they couldn't do what they needed to do in their life, Be, not a let, let alone, you know, having what God wanted them to do. He kept people behind that veil. And it, the sound was so loud that it literally bound them. It literally kept them, kept them stuck uh, uh, in, in in places in life that they didn't want to be. Now that's a movie, but that's what's happening with some of you. You're stuck in places in life, uh, in your mind and in your attitudes, and, and even in your willingness to try new things and so forth. You're stuck there because the sounds of self-sufficiency. I don't have this in myself. I'm not this. I'm not that. And even fear, like Gideon, it's screaming at you. It's so loud. And all the while, all the while, when they looked behind the curtain, and you look behind this curtain, it was just a little guy.
0: guy.
2: (laughs) That's right, that's right. Just Just a little guy. So those sounds, those thoughts that race through your mind and keep you, from connecting with God's purpose for your life. Connect you from believing that you can do anything that he's asking you to do. It, and it, it could just be, it doesn't, don't get in my mind, you're traveling, you know, you're traveling the world. It could just be sim, simple stuff too. But on the inside, in your thought processes, you're knowing that you can do anything that God's asking you to do. And You're not listening to that loud voice, you're listening and, and realize that's all it is. But hopefully, after this message, you will realize that there's resources beside yourself. And and those sounds, those loud sounds of all of this that we've talked about, let them push you. let A perspective. Let them push you past self-sufficiency to connect with the resources of God that are beside yourself. And you can rise. Say, I'm going to rise. You you can rise people. Oh yeah, you can rise Pastor Cole. Yeah. How do you think that the Lord took him and me and we lived in little towns and 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 uh the, the situations that we were in and, and God took us and never believing that, that we could rise to what God uh, honored us to rise to. How do you think that happened? That happened by us committing our way to the Lord. That happened to us believing that his voice was louder, that his power, his anointing, uh, the, the word of God and the resources that we have in God were stronger, were louder than, than our own internal Uh, enemies of our soul. Can you say amen? And if you will take that shift, and if you will take the shift like Gideon did, and you will listen to his voice, and you will connect and obey uh, to his resources, you and you will wait upon him like our theme from Pastor Cole in 2021 is patiently waiting on the Lord with expectancy. You and me and you online Will become stronger and stronger and stronger. Can somebody say stronger? stronger. Oh, yeah, i oh, am stronger. And that's what you can do. Do you see that Gideon got stronger in those scriptures? Do you see that the Israelite army, some of them got afraid and they went away. But there were three of uh, three hundred of them who got umph in their belly and they said, We're going, we're doing what God's gonna do. And I trust that will happen with you today. No more, woe is me. No more letting my mind scream loud to me like the Wizard of Oz. Because behind that is just a little little whisper. Let the sound of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, let the author of your story, let him speak louder. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was waiting for, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Number two is overwhelming odds. Judges chapter 8, verses 8, I mean, Judges chapter 7, verses 8 through 11. I'm going to read that and we'll talk about it because I know that we all face overwhelming odds. We like to, um, especially in the church, we, we talked about this uh, with a recent situation that's come up uh, in our life, our family's life, and. Um, And no, we're not going to tell you what it is. (laughs) So, but I want to, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. We all face them and we think when we're in church that we can't, none of us have, have overwhelming odds, but we do. That's life. That's how, how we happen it. So. These scriptures say, this is some more instruction. See, see, Gideon had to connect. Gideon had to continue to follow through with the Lord. He had to position himself with God and his instructions, and you have to as well. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors, and he, he sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. The Midian, And then he had to do something else. The Midianite camp, that was the enemies. That was the people that he was supposed to take down. Um, at that particular time. That, that camp was right by where, where he was camping out and the Israelites with, with him. So, it, you know, it was close. It would be like uh, going over the Wawa on Shannersville Road. Okay? Don't go over there. <laughs> that night the Lord said, Get up and go down to the Midianite, into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. That's what he's saying to you. You go to your overwhelming odds. And whatever they, they might be, whatever they might be, who's given you victory over that? Let me hear you. Yes. Jesus. He's given them victory. You're flowing in his purpose, you, you know, and, and all of that. You're obeying him. God will give you victory. He was saying that amid, uh, to, to Gideon. Still, he's dealing with his sounds. But if you are afraid to attack go down and this is what God does it too for us when we face our overwhelming odds I love to smile at you minister Tina when we face overwhelming odds we we get afraid we get we get all kinds of emotions and all kinds of things go through our mind and and we want to give up and we want to quit and that's that's the people side of us and, and Gideon was the same way. God he's, God's just told him in the verses before, I will give you victory if you go down, right? <laughs> how many times have you heard God's going to give us victory? He's going to help us. He's faithful. I mean, how many times has Pastor Cole had to sit me down with tears going down my eyes and, and say, you know, God's going to be faithful to us. I know, I know, I know. And, uh, and, and so, but that's the sweetest thing about the Lord He will help you. This is what he was doing with Gideon right here. He was reassuring him again in the next couple of verses. He was saying to him, you know, if you're afraid to attack, just go down to the camp with your servant. He even sent a friend with him. He was his assistant. He was his friend. Isn't that sweet? God brings people. God sends people along. Listen to what, and and this is how, that's, that's part of what God will do. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. So God knows when we need people. He, know, he encourages us as many times as we, as we need it. And, and, and so that, this is all the processing of God. Then you will be eager to attack. So basically he's saying, Gideon, once you, I send you a friend. Once you hear what you're going to hear, you're going to have the courage you need to do what you got to do against these overwhelming odds same thing for you whatever overwhelming odds you're facing when you look at it perspective we need to change our perspectives because you'll be able to manage and face the things in your life with great strength and great courage and 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 you will be eager to face whatever you have to face thinking in your mind i wish i didn't have to face this overwhelming odd or odds, maybe there's several odds, but knowing the author of your story, knowing that he will cause victory, knowing that he will give you the strength and the power and even the positive thought processes so that you can be eager to to do what you gotta do, whatever those overwhelming odds or odds. Can somebody say amen? amen? Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so we face overwhelming odds, um, and, and, and so did Gideon, but he did not excuse Gideon from doing what he needed him to do. You see, you see his humanity. You see how God came along and worked in his humanity. Now, he's going to do this for you, but he's not going to excuse you from doing what you know, the Lord wants you to do. Okay, there's we make every excuse in the book as people. That's that's being people. But what he's saying today is he wants you. To, he wants you to get rid of your your excuses. That's right. Enough. Enough already. Uh, he, he instead. This is how he helped him to cross the finish line, and this is how he's helping you. Judges, um, Judges, chapter seven. It's. Uh, verses 11 through 15. He talks about, I think this is really neat. He listened to what the Midianites are saying. Gideon slipped down into the camp and and with his friend. And and this is what he heard. uh, The armies of Midian, Ambilic, and the people of the east had settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. Their camels were, were like grains of sand in the seashore. They were so many to count, overwhelming odds. Gideon crept up just as a man. And Kayla, you and I were talking about how how we love this part of this story. Um, Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. Imagine that. He slips into this camp, Gideon. He didn't know where the captains and the people who were running it, which tent was their tent. He had no idea where that was, but God did, and God positioned him right outside of their tent. And this is what him, Gideon and his friend, his assistant, got to hear. There again, God providing when you're facing overwhelming odds. God whispering in your ear or showing you circumstances about you can face this, and, and you know you can do what you got to do. Uh, Why? Because he's with you. Why? Because he wants to give you victory. Uh, Why? Because he wants to give you the strength that you need to do what you got to do. So the man said, I had this dream, and in my dream, a loaf of barley and bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent. It turned it over and knocked it out. His companion answered, and God gave him his companion who knew how to interpret what this meat meant. He understood the the culture of the time. He understood what some of these things represented to the people of that time, which is really neat, provision of God. He'll do the same for you when you're facing these seen and unseen enemies of your life and the life of your family and our country and our church. His companion answered, your dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, the son of Joash. Now you know when your mom calls you by your full name, your first name, your middle name, and if you have two last names or one, (laughs) I don't know what you got going, then you know you gotta stand up and listen. He was the Israelite, victory over Midian, and not only Midian, but he even added to it all of its allies. That's the, how God does. He doesn't just give you a dab. He does, just doesn't give you a few things. He gives you abundance. He gives you victory after victory after victory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The process is hard. The process is a struggle. The process causes sweat. The process causes us laying awake at night about the what-ifs and, and, and the imaginations and the fear and the negative thought processes that we have developed time after time after time again. But all the while, through the story of Gideon, the Spirit of God is drawing you back to your dependence upon him. When Gideon heard the dream, and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord because he once again, he was reminded of who he was serving. I hope that you are reminded today of who you're serving. I hope that you will get your eyes off of your overwhelming odds, off of your self-sufficiency, and you will look once again to the author of your faith. He's the God of miracles. He's the God of the supernatural supply. He's the God of, he wants you to succeed in your life. Hallelujah. He is for you. He is for you. Now, don't take this off balance. It doesn't mean you're, everything's always going to be perfect because we're looking at struggles right now, okay? So you're going to have, have this. So he heard that, and then, get, then he returned to the Israelite camp. And he, he, got, he got something in his spirit. Oh, he was ready. He said, get up, people. 300, he only had 300. And he saw the camp. He saw all the overwhelming odds. But he had a fresh fire in his feet. Oh, hallelujah. You wish you could dance like me, don't you, Pastor Cole? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't have surgery on my leg. My leg's moving, my leg's moving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those of you online, he's moving his leg, he's moving his leg. Okay. You wish you could move your leg like that too, right? Albert Negron. <laughs> when you leave, make sure you, you move your legs. So he got, he, had a new, he had a new zip in his step. He had a new belief in his heart. He said, get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianites. Hordes, it says, or armies. God has given you victory, people. That's right. He's given me victory. This is this is a dream that I've, I I want you to get a hold. God and I, the, his word, he, he wants to give you victory in the reality of your life. We have self-sufficiency issues that handicap us. We have overwhelming odds. If all of you got a chance to stand up here today and tell us your stories, we would hear some of your overwhelming odds but this is how you can face these battles this is how you can face the reality of what we're we're all living and and encourage people don't act like your life is so perfect you're so perfect and and all of that we are all in need of God and the more we go, go through life, I realize, Pastor Cole realizes, we need more of the Lord, not less. We don't have it all figured out. And that's, a, that's not a put down. That's a beautiful place to stay. Because when you're there, you can get more of his, his presence, more of his victory in the internal and external uh, overwhelming odds of your life. And do you mind bringing that out? Like Gideon, you must listen. I'm gonna let you see, this is so beautiful. You must listen and be ready to take the first step. He had to go down to the camp. He had to position himself. He had to be on the outside of that. He had to be on the outside of that tent, and he had to hear. He had to take his assistant. He had, we're gonna put it right here. I think everybody's gonna be able to see it, including those who are online. So he had to make a decision. He had to position himself, thanks. Um, And you have to make a determination as well. You've got to make a determination today to reposition yourself and your relationship with the Lord. Only you can do that. I can shout. I can dance. I can do my very best to preach the word that God's given me. And those of you who are online. But you have to position yourself. You have to get up. And go to that tent and overhear what God is saying to you, just like Gideon and his assistant. Can you say amen? amen. Now, how he, how, can, can, can you see that over? Can you, can, every, can everybody see? I do wanna say thank you. This is Jared Centeno, uh, did this for me. Uh, and I think he did. Let's give him a great big hand clap. <laughs> I like your glasses, Justin. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need my sunglasses on because, you know, it's just, we're your paparazzi today. <laughs> Anyways, I'm very grateful of that. But as we were talking about earlier how God came along on overwhelming odds, okay? I want to bring it down to the everyday. Obviously, we were in the Word. But when you're facing overwhelming odds, how God spoke to Gideon, how he came alongside him with friends, and, and he just worked circumstances to encourage him and, Help him to do what he needed to do. God does that for you, too. So when you face something like that, you can go back to this message and realize, you know what? I don't know how God's going to give me what I need to face what I'm facing and do what I have to do. But I know what he's going to. Because in those verses, he, he, uh, so many times, he reassures Gideon, I will cause... I will do, I will give you victory. And that same author of his story and those people is the same author of your story and my story. That's why I have a dream. What he's done for me, let me share share with this, is um, overwhelming odds. Pastor Cole, most of you know this. If you don't, join in the story. Join in our fun. Uh, About three years ago, we found out he had to have uh, open heart surgery. And so, wow, that was overwhelming odds, right? Um, and so, so after we realized that, that the way that we ha- he had to go was was through surgery, we fasted, we prayed, and many of you joined us as well. And we are grateful, I would like to say, even online, we're grateful for all the medical people. We've met some incredible, incredible medical people, nurses and, you know, specialists and and haven't we, we have met some really, really great people, and we're very grateful for their help. But needless to say, this was such an overwhelming odd, like God, why are we here, you know? And you go through, and I hope that you'll connect with me, and I feel sorry, but I hope you'll connect for the overwhelming odd or odds that you're facing, so that you can use some of this to help you, and when no one's looking. And so we went through, you know, we, he, he exercises, he's lived a good life, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Why me? It shouldn't be happening to me. All of this stuff and, and, and all of that. But God, we had to get to the place that, God, we know you're faithful. We know you're faithful. Once we, once we uh, accepted and, and dealt with all of our questions, we know you're faithful. We know you're going to see us through. I had to get to the point, if Pastor Cole lives or dies on that operating table, and I know don't, that's not a lack of faith, but you do have to face reality of things when you're, when you're living life. We're not living with uh, you know, our heads stuck in the sand and, and all of that. God, if he goes to be with you, even on that operating table, I know you're going to be faithful to me. Amen. And that wasn't just me saying that. That was an assurance that I had and how god came alongside the both of us was the most beautiful thing and i really want to share that with you is i had a dream and the first part of the dream was i he was looking you know we were trying to find a heart surgeon and obviously you don't want to get the wrong heart surgeon <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know oops <laughs> You don't want to have to take care of your mother-in-law, do you, Nick, (laughs) forever? (laughs) So, so anyways, anyways, how the Lord, you know, and he's reassuring me, right, is a wife, like he was doing with, with uh, Gideon. And he, he'll do this for you too. So I had a dream and I saw the surgeon in, in my mind. And it was just quick. It just came out quick. And I hadn't met the surgeon that he picked yet. And because they have like a spousal, when you go, you have to, you know, they do the, they, they, meet, they meet you and, and kind of hug you and, you know, you're going to be okay and all this stuff. So, okay. Okay, I knew that was coming. Okay, okay, pooch. Okay. And then the other thing, this is why I wanted uh, Jared, who did a fantastic job and stuff. Can you see it? Is it? Did it? Okay. He gave me another picture. He gave me a picture. This was all in the dream. He he came alongside of me and was encouraging me and let me know you can you can do this. I I'm right here, like like the the spiritual realm, not to be like ethereal, but to just paint a picture of almost. It's like a thin piece of paper. Like we're in this, we're on this earth, but right next to me is this whole heavenly realm where God, God arrives. And he gave me a glimpse into it. And I saw not only the surgeon, but I saw the operating room. The only thing that's not on here is just because of space. There was beautiful white angels, and they were going all over this, this, uh, his operating room. They were I saw them like looking over the doctor, looking over everything they were going to be doing. It was like God was saying to me, you know what? I got people who have eyes on all this stuff. and, And I needed that. I obviously, isn't that neat? So, and then these are the people, his surgeons. And then I saw a huge bright light from heaven. It was the most beautiful bright light. And the love of God was so, I mean, I, I could, the Lord just helped me to like experience this whole thing. And the love of God for Pastor Cole from God was just, you know, you forget when you're serving the Lord and your work, your, you know, you have your everyday life, you're cleaning your house, you got your bills, you got all the struggles of life, all of us do. And you're reminded that God really loves us with an everlasting love. And I hope that you were reminded of that today. And so I saw all of this, and this to me represented, it was the strong tower of the Lord, how the scripture says he's our strong tower. And and there was this anointing from heaven. It was way up. I literally saw it come through all the way down to his heart where they did heart surgery. That's why we have that up there so you can see. And Jared, really thank you. And so when i walked in the when i walked into the surgeon's room uh, the, that appointment i hadn't seen him but when he came through he was the exact person who was I, in that dream in that neat and the whole after after that, after i saw him and that was god confirming to me everything i showed you in that dream outside of all of these overwhelming odds there's there's a beautiful atmosphere of my presence and my power and my anointing for your life and and it's the same for you it's the same for your families we face overwhelming odds we do we all do our families do and it breaks our heart and you feel the pressure and you feel the stress and you feel the disappointment right and the hurt and and all of that but all the while there's a beautiful atmosphere around your life and the faithfulness of God and to top it off my, one, my mother's one friend who lived on our street when we were growing up and we weren't serving the Lord and her and her husband prayed for our family for like 20 years before we came to the Lord. She called me that day when, when I got home uh, from this thing and she said to me, you know, she says, when I've been praying for you and Cole, she said, she said God gave me a, a dream. He gave me a vision. And I said, Really? And she, I said, would you mind sharing it with me? She said, yeah. And the vision was this painting. Isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? And so that's what God does, not just for us, but that's connect with those resources. is it beautiful? I want to pray before we go to the last point. Just close your head. I really sense the presence of God again. Just close your eyes. And let the Lord, let the Lord, let this sink in. Let God help you to to connect with this for your own life, for your own overwhelming odds. I'm just gonna give you a minute. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for each and every one, the people who are here in the, the service, which are which is a wonderful company of people. And the people who are watching us online or will be watching, that when this message goes out, that the power of God will be a louder sound than anything they're facing. Anything they hear, anything they think, anything they feel, it'll be louder because you are greater, God. You truly are greater. And I've experienced that again and again and again And Gideon experienced it again and again and again. And I pray that these precious people will connect with what they have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Number three, Judges chapter 12, verses, I mean, Judges chapter 7, verses 12 through 22, underdog mentality. We think sometimes that, you know, nothing ever good happens to us. And, you know, sometimes it seems like in our life nothing ever really good does happen to us. We try and we try and we try. And um, I want you to change that with, you know what, I believe something good is going to happen. And, and, and that's what I had to do. You, I believe something good is going to happen because the Lord caused victory. The Lord caused this. The Lord caused that. And he's going to do that for you. Say it with me. I believe believe. something good good. is going to happen. happen. So let's read these scriptures 12 through 22. The armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east had settled and They, they. I read that part. They went to the camp. They were over. It was a big bunch of people, and and they talk about the dream. He had the dream, and in his dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp, and it hit a tent and it turned it over and knocked it flat. Pastor Cole. His companion answered. He told him what his companion, which we talked about. And when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he again praised the Lord. I'm reminding you of this again. I'm not. And then he got up and he talked about the victory. He divided the men into his 300 men into three groups, and each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch. Then he said to them, Keep your eyes on me. See, Gideon was empowered. I hope that you're going to feel empowered empow- for your life's journey. I hope that you will feel not, not a, not a mamsy-pamsy nam- that nothing's ever going to happen. Stuff happens. But when it happens, you need to have a fight and a grit in your spirit. You need to have grit that you can, you can do what you need to do. Then he said, and you got plenty of people in this wonderful church that can come alongside you. Just like Gideon, he had... Um, uh, he had his friends and he had his army. He had people who came alongside him and, and so forth. So keep your eyes on me when I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. And as soon as I, as soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too all around the entire camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So it was just after midnight. So they were doing it for the Lord. And then, of course, Gideon was their leader. And so you can shout, you know, I, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm, you can shout that I can have victory. You don't have to have that underdog mentality that nothing ever good is going to happen to you. You're not going to have victory. You're not going to have wins in your life because that is a lie from the enemy of your soul. That is a lie from the, your negative thinking because that's not what the word of God says. And he is for you you. And so it was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and then a hundred men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp, and suddenly they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. You should look up what that, what that means. That's really a very interesting uh, procedure, or, or, uh, Paul, or uh, how they did it. They held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon hallelujah each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as the Midianites they rushed around in panic uh, shouting as as they ran to escape And when the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horns, there you go. The Lord caused the warriors to fight against each other with the swords. The Lord caused. And that's what he will do for you. So get out of, come out from the curtain of underdog uh, mentality and realize what you have available in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, So the Lord the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. And those who were not killed, they just fled away as far as uh, this place. And then they flew to another place. And they flew to a border uh, way, way away. They flew because they were afraid. So that's how you can fight the underdog mentality and and just so you know these people in verse 12 the midianites they were camel riding uh monitors and they were composed of five families linked to abraham through through midian and they were the sons of abraham's second wife keturah they actually were enemies within gideon's own family And so the underdog mentality that Gideon had to face and you and I have to face was fear from within his own family. But look what God did. Look what God wants to do for you. And, 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 and then just in your mind, I'm not going to go over it because we just went over it in time, but in verse 13 it talks about uh, the, 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 the God talking to them similar to how he talked to me with this particular picture, with the, the value of wheat and the barley. And then again in verse 21, uh, Gideon's warriors, they just simply watched and said, Look at what God did. The Lord fought their battle. And so that is so neat. That small band of army could never have fought those thousands of people in that camp on their own. And there, I'm submitting to you that there's things in our life that we can never fight on our own. But you have someone who's fighting on your behalf. Oh, yes. And so there's areas in our lives where there's lack, there's weaknesses, there's inabilities. We call them, we've talked today about self-sufficiency, overwhelming odds. Underdog mentality. Gideon what we hear a lot about is is fear. So, but God wants to wanted to demonstrate to Israel, and He wants to demonstrate to us that victory doesn't always depend on our own strength. You may be riddled with fear. You may be. I mean, we're joking about his him, him hobbling with his leg, but you may have to hobble with your with your literal leg uh, weakening, and 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 maybe you have in your mind you don't think you can do it, or or you know, your mind gives you, tr- gives you trouble with all kinds of thinking that doesn't help you to rise above yet, um, but it depends on our obedience and our commitment to him many faces of Stella and so underdog mentality says that I can't, nothing good won't ever happen to me, Gideon was thinking the same thing but you know, God has a dream for you so do I I want to see you fulfill everything that you and the Lord have. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Pastor Cole and I, we we want to see you overcome every area of your life. We want you to walk in the fulfillment of everything that God has for you. Everything. You've got to overcome some of this stuff. So did I. I I never believed that I could, uh, you know, I always had, uh, you know, what good's going to happen to me. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to write a book. I've written a book called the many Faced And, and I instantly I had to come over, uh, come over the, uh, the underdog mentality. I had, I had so many excuses about it. It's Okay, God, if I'm going to obey you, I'm going to position myself with you. And if you will help me, I will do my very best. So I wrote a book. It's all written. I, I have a person who's uh, uh, editing it, and I don't know how long that's going to take. And I have somebody else who's, who's helping me with the cover. It's just simple. It's not. So I'll will let you know. I'll let you know when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to have bodyguards that day because there's probably going to be, you know, a lot of paparazzi. I'm only teasing you. So, I mean, it's going to be a rough day in the house. Extra, extra bodyguards. So it's called The Many Faces of Stella, One Family's Family's Journey of Hope and Healing. That's the name of it. Why do I bring that out? Seriously, not to to puff me up. That's truly not my intent. My intent is to give you an illustration and all the other illustrations to, you can come out from the curtain of underdog mentality. And you truly can do a lot more than you think you can do. I never thought I could do this. So that's an example. So it's easy to stay behind, behind all of this. In conclusion, it's, it's easy to stay behind these kind of mental curtains. I can't. I won't. Because of the different enemies, they they lurk lurk on the inside of our soul. They run. They run in our minds. You know, uh, uh, Minister Robert talked about um, a couple of weeks ago about in our past, taking our past with us. They, they run with us when we, when we kind of take things with us t- in the future. And you know, self-sufficiency is, we, we lean to that. I can do it, I want to do it on my own. That's how I was raised. And most people who've been raised in America, it's you're independent, you, you, you know, you do it yourself. Not an excuse not to do what you gotta do. But there comes a point we gotta not lean to that. We gotta lean to the Lord, in, in in a greater way than we ever have been before. He, if you can look at the things that you go through, is God using the pain, God using the pressures to push you towards these things that I'm talking about today? It'll shift your perspective. It'll shift your mindset. It'll. It. There's a freedom that comes when 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 you you let God do this. And then overwhelming odds or, or fear like Gideon and, and I've talked about. And, and maybe you feel like you're always an underdog. I'm a victim. Nothing ever good happens to me or is going to happen to me. Through these scriptures, and, and Robert, you're going to want to come up. Through these scriptures and illustrations, and is Rebecca, where is Rebecca? She, did she have to go home? Through these scriptures and illustrations, the Lord and I are painting pictures to inspire you and to exhort you for what you, so that you can realize what you have available in God so what you have available in God not what what I have available in God what Pastor Cole has available Minister Robert in his blue suit has available but what you have available in ourselves we struggle we really do struggle let's just be honest but God knows Gideon struggled, and it's possible for each and every one of us to come out from behind those spiritual and mental curtains in our lives. They're bondages. They're things that hold us back. And, and, you know, you can overcome, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose or his dream for your life. Your story needs to be told in a variety of ways. I'm getting to tell my story today. Thank you, uh, Pastor Cole. But Gideon got to tell his story, not only in Judges, but then they switched, he got to tell it again. It was told in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 33. And you have a story. You have a purpose. You have a dream and it needs to be put out into the world. Stand with me, thank you. Come on, stand with me. And, and let, just, just a couple more minutes. How do you establish the grit to make it through? How do you do this? It's, it takes grit. We're gonna sing a song, we're gonna take a couple of minutes and just, we, we don't have that much more time left, so we're gonna sing that song and they'll put it up there. You can take take that off and put up uh, Maria the new name. You first of all, there's three things we're going to do. First, number 1, you're going to remember who you are. It's a new name. We're going to take we're going to sing that like two or three times. And then I'll tell you what else you can do so you can you can get a hold of this and apply it to your life. Robert, sing it with us. Let it get in your spirit. Let it get let it get here. You put it on your mind. and it's my- hallelujah hallelujah help us to lean into the spirit god hallelujah hallelujah She did it You've got to press in just a little bit more. God's God's really uh, helping people uh, come come out from those curtains. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus I'm not done yet you have something okay thank you Lord thank you Lord I'd like your eyes closed just stay, stay in this atmosphere um, before I give you the one final thing but if you're here today and we're just going to wait on God I'm I'm not going to go there. Just take a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you are feeling God. Literally, you're feeling like you're being lifted up and out of places that you've been. And if you'll just yield to to that, that's the Holy Ghost. He's He's moving you forward. Uh, he's he's doing what, what you just heard the word of God uh, being preached uh, to do. He's, so let's just wait just a minute, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're here today as we're waiting on God in these moments and you've never, ever accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, those of you online, you can click "I just got saved." You can let us know that way. But, or you want to rededicate your life to God? Uh, would you please raise your hand real quick while the rest of us are, are waiting? Is there any? Is there anyone in the house that wants to re- recommit their lives to to the Lord? They want to come down. Okay, we're going We're just waiting on God. I, I can't move past this moment. Then, Hallelujah. Iki Yarabashato. In Irikili Arabashoto. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. more, just a few more minutes. Don't, don't get antsy. Let God just, this is a precious time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
0: hear the word of the Lord, that your story is not over, and that God, your God, Almighty God, knows the end from the beginning. And because He has known the end from the beginning, you're looking from the beginning towards the end. And you don't know what the rest of the story is, but you do know the one who is the author of the story. And because he is the one doing the writing, you need to put your faith and confidence in him. And as you've heard from his word today, where Gideon had to continuously put his faith and confidence in the word from the Lord rather than what he saw with his eyes or what he could concoct with his own imaginations, what he could prepare on his own hands he had to learn how to turn his vision towards the living God and the living God as he processed Gideon made his story far greater than Gideon had ever imagined because Gideon in his life had never saw himself being in the position of leadership and having the capabilities that he would ultimately have. He saw himself as just a, a simple guy in a simple place with a no name. But God decided that his name would be different. And he's looking into your story and into your life and he has a different conclusion from what you have envisioned or even what you have seen to this point point. and God's saying let me write the story if you put your faith and confidence in me when I write the conclusion you're going to come out of this thing in a, in a victorious fashion where people will know your name and your name will be bring glory, bring glory to me because you've allowed me to write your story versus you plan it and figure it out so his word to you today church and i i trust you know our form of worship but um We believe that God speaks to us in tongues and the interpretation of tongues that he's still speaking to his church today. That word's not just a word to go out there into the atmosphere. It's specific for this body of believers, those who have heard and will hear this message. God has a word for you today. So you're to walk out of here with courage and strength and and vitality knowing that God writes, the finish. The finish is in the hands of God. And that's a good place for it to be. You don't have a reason to fear or doubt or worry. The last page hasn't been written, but the author of the pages has a good plan for you because his word says, all things work together for good to them that love God and those who are called according to his purposes. Amen. I don't want to close this service without giving a clear call to those who are not in a right relationship with Christ. If there's a chance that you've heard this word and you do not know Jesus personally, you've never invited him into your heart or perhaps you've walked away from him, I want you to know today is that time. Today is that opportunity for you to turn back towards Christ. Get things right with God. We're not living in a day where we can take a chance. You don't know about tomorrow. You do not know. Jesus could call His church home right now in this moment. I not even finished this altar time before He could call us home. You need to be ready for that if it happens. And the one way to be ready is to invite Christ into your heart and ask Him to be your Lord and Savior. I want you in the uh, church to bow your heads for this last moment today. If you're listening online, you don't have to bow your heads, but you need to listen. If you're not in the right place with God and you want to be ready, if there's any question about your readiness should he rapture his church, you need to get it right today in this moment. If you want to do that right now, if you're in the church, just lift your hand. Say, i got to get it right. I've not been living the way I should be. And I'm concerned if Jesus were to rapture his church if I'd make it with him. If that's you, lift your hand right where you're at. If you're watching online, if there's a chance that this is you, you can send up an emoji hand. I'm going to pray a prayer just on the possibility that there may be, because no one in the house, I've not seen a hand raised, and there's no one in the house that's raised their hand, but maybe you're watching online. Or maybe you'll listen to this three years from now should the Lord tarry or you were left behind when he raptured us out of here. I want you to hear this word, and pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I thank you for dying on the cross and giving your life so that I may have eternal life. I am yours. I'm yours, Lord, from this moment on. I'm your child, and I will give you all of The rest of my life, I dedicate it to you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you folks. We say God bless you. Um, For those of you who have children that might be in our evening programs, we are not having impact. Girls Club or Royal Rangers tonight. Those are canceled because of uh, right now it's actually snowing. And... uh, Only going to get worse, likely. So God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website www.centralfamily.net or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.